Hello, Master. Hello. In one of your videos, you once said that to evolve, one should practice, stay healthy, and eat moderately. In Kriya, we experience one year of evolution in one breath. Then, for how long should we evolve if we don't practice? How many years do we need then to evolve? You'll need about one million years because your brain renews every eight years. Supposedly, if a person lives a good life and doesn't intoxicate himself with different poisonous substances, which would include the TV, so doesn't subject himself to substances or means if he doesn't sink in the so-called social life. His brain renews every eight years. Changes in the brain caused by the influence of the universe energy through sun and chemical alterations occur every eight years. It should lead to the evolution of the brain. That is the cycle per se. Basically, the older a person is, the wiser he or she should be. But in fact, what do we have? The older, the sillier. Most people can't control themselves. Older people become ill and disabled. They behave like children, like silly children. But actually, adults who are supposed to be wiser, they can't control themselves either. This is all caused by intoxication. Intoxication of blood, intoxication of the whole system. There are lots of attachments and there's no development, as you put it. But if everything is okay, if people live in comfortable conditions, they are supposed to get wiser. And in a way they do, but there are still lots of influences. And the mechanism is that during the year, our solar system and the sun as such, we don't have planets revolving around the sun, by the way. They are spiraling. Everything is moving and rotating and developing. Everything takes its one-year cycles. And our consciousness, same as the microcosm, works in the same way. Our body is a microcosm built just like the solar system like the universe, like space. We undergo the same processes as the universe. If we resonate with this global movement, then the processes that go on inside us and that go on outside change our consciousness and our mind. Supposedly, it happens every eight years. So to free oneself and become Buddha, to awake, so to say, for good, takes an average of one million years. Assuming that a person is developing, and how long will it take if one lives an ordinary life like millions of other people? Then it'll take him one million and another year. I'm kidding. It'll take him much longer if he ever makes progress. He'll have to excarnate himself and then reincarnate himself, so to say, create a new body and new conditions according to his karma. This is a very long process. And if a person is engaged and working on himself, his natural evolution is not disturbed in any way. I mean, he is moving normally. He needs on average a million years, give or take. Every person faces lots of troubles, hardships, and emotional distress. 
maybe losses or achievements during his or her life. Can we say that life itself makes people evolve and experience situations they need to experience for their development? The fact is that we are so far distanced from the truth in our normal state and what is now perceived as hardship and difficulties or some fleeting joys are all so important to us now. In their usual state of consciousness, people don't understand what's wrong with them. Few people know what providence is. Few people remember that everything is the manifestation of God. Only people studying the subject remember it. So people find themselves in a dual world, in this dvaita. Dvaita is duality, the interaction of two major energies, yin and yang. And being out of this balance, they try to avoid one thing in order to get the other. And sinking in these extremes, people continually get both at different times. What am I getting at? Actually, all the processes experienced by a person are for a good cause. As long as this person not just believes that, but convinced it is for good cause and understands what is really happening. If one wants to get rid of troubles and receive only pleasures of life, it means that he doesn't understand what's going on in his life or who he is and or how the world is structured. Everything happens so that you could finally come to your realization, whether you want it or not, whether you know about it or not. You are guided in your life journey. I said once, don't wait until your life makes you change, start practicing it yourself. When you are practicing, you reduce the intensity of karmic reactions and relieve the burden because you are working yourself. Then the karmic board says, you see he is practicing, let's help him. He is improving himself, he is trying, he needs help. Everything in this universe is absolutely consistent. Yes, there is a matrix. It is created by someone who is called the king of time. We do have limitations, but we can get beyond the control of this matrix. How? By practicing. I don't mean the practice aimed to fight this matrix, aimed at defeating the matrix, no. Bhagavan Sri Satya Sai Baba is the manifestation of Sat Purusha. Sat Purusha is the Supreme Creator. Whether people believe it or not, I'm talking about my personal experience. This is a very high level. I don't know anyone who could have a higher level. Sai Baba came as two powerful forces, as Shiva and Shakti, male and female principles. What do we mean when we say Aum? We mean the force that creates and sustains this world. The contracted form of Aum sounds like Om. In Russian, these two letters correspond to the words Otets, father, and Mat, mother. But we usually don't pay attention to such an interpretation and consider Om to be light and sound, the force that forms the world. But who creates this light and sound? Who molds the universe through this light and sound? The father and the mother. The name Satya Sai Baba is translated as follows. Satya, the truth, Sai, mother, Baba, father. When he was asked why he had come, he answered, I've come to help you find God you've lost. 
If in any historic period people shift away too far from the truth, and their sufferings grow, an avatar appears in this world. A minor avatar or a major one, it doesn't matter. Satya Sai Baba is one of the greatest forces of all times. In the nearest 600 or even 1,000 years, there won't be anyone compatible with him. There will be other avatars. Now people are waiting for Prima Sai. Why am I talking about it now? To make it clear that he came to this world to show that God is very close to us. Satya Sai Baba is an absolute spiritual teacher of the whole mankind. While he was in the body, he became very close to people. He still is even now when he is out of the body. People who manage to understand that he is not a body during Sai Baba's life are keeping in touch with him now still within the Dvaita, duality, but it is communication anyway. Those who have achieved self-realization, who are in unity with God, have strength and stability because they know that Sai and I are one. They, in a certain steadiness, those who haven't achieved self-realization yet, have other options. Knowing that Sai Baba is the manifestation of the Supreme, they believe or trust Sai Baba, devoted in any of the confessions, since Baba unites all of the confessions, they can understand that all the changes in their lives are His work. They know that He constantly works at the person's ego principle, transforming one's personality into the essentiality. That's what I mean. And if you accept any changes in your life, assuming that they are the manifestation of God, if you take these changes as a test, then you'll really develop and become more powerful. You have enough power to bear everything that happens to you. We aren't sent anything that we can't handle. All changes are for the greater good. That's what I mean. Can a person on a spiritual path assume that there will be less trouble in his or her life? And that difficult issues will resolve themselves? In other words, you want to be sure that Kriya Yoga will become a sort of a magic wand that will help you to get things you want and get rid of anything you don't want. Yes, even in this sense it is possible. When you are aware of the path you are following, you renounce a lot of things. For example, you were attached to nightclubs. But when you started practicing, you stopped going to nightclubs. It could have bothered you for a while because you had a strong attachment. It could be clubbing or any other attachment. You can work consciously to get rid of your attachments. However, part of you can still have a desire. So, you just work on it. This is a small sacrifice. Though God doesn't need sacrifices, but your work is your offering, you give it away. There is a good practice of 16 Mondays for fasting. Girls can really appreciate it. 
they devote 16 Mondays. Every Monday you fast for 24, 36 or 48 hours, it's up to you. For 16 weeks they devote this sadhana, let's say to Shiva, to the Supreme, to some aspect of the Divine. They say, please help me to get what I want, give me what I'm asking for, and I for my part will do this sadhana. This is a sort of a deal, of course. But making such a deal, you develop spiritually, you work on many qualities. So when you face a temptation, you stay calm and move along. It makes you stronger. If a person becomes stronger, it means that he becomes more aware. So the karmic board doesn't need to punish him. Consequently, his life improves. To sum it up, if you are following the yoga path truly, you are protected by the Creator Himself. Then, even if something that is necessary for deeper transformations happens in your life, you'll be protected by the Creator. At the very last moment, do you remember the story about Pralada? A boy whose father was a devil? Pralada secretly prayed to Krishna, to the Supreme God, embodied in Krishna. It could have been Shiva, does not matter. This is the same Creator who manifests Himself in different ways. Pralada's own father fought with the boy, and he demanded of the boy to be loyal to the devil, but the boy refused. Then they began to torture him. And every time when the devil tried to torment Pralada, the Creator saved him. Finally, you know he came out of the column after the question. If God is present everywhere, is he also present in this column? So it isn't difficult for God to help people. The problem is with people not accepting his help. We think they should do this or that, get help from that source that everything should develop exactly in the way we want them to. But in fact, we don't accept help, because our attention is focused on other things. In our usual state, we are very selfish. And when I say we, I mean people in general. That's why an avatar comes with a message that God is very close. It, it is written in the Quran that the Supreme Allah, the Overlord, is closer to us than our arteries. Sai Baba came to show people that they can't even imagine how close he is to them. We ate sitting close to him, asked him questions, and people forgot they were in presence of the Lord, the Lord of this world and of all the other worlds. Yet it was so simple, so plain and sincere, from top to toe, he was absolutely unselfish, but he played his role with divine art demonstrating his love when it was necessary, or his power if it was needed. On a larger scale, everything is love. I focused my attention on Satya Sai Baba, so that people who will watch this video could hear about him. Even if you don't know anything about this avatar, it's a great blessing to hear about him. It is written in Vedas that if you've merely heard the name of Satya Sai Baba, You'll be liberated in 11 lives without doing anything special for that. So if you just hear the name Satya Sai Baba, then, without any special efforts, you will be free in 11 lives. But if you've heard his name, it means that you've got a spiritual impulse which will make you make an effort.
As we live in a physical world, we usually have a lot of simple physical desires to look well, to have some possessions, to succeed in some activities. Not all of these goals are spiritual. How can we connect these things with spiritual practice? How can we structure our lives to have enough time both for material and spiritual activities? First of all, I wouldn't distinct the material and the spiritual. I often say there is no material without spirituality. Spiritual practice is a way to understand that everything is spiritual. Spiritual practice is taking care of your neighbors. Spiritual practice is not only self-development, it is helping people close to you to develop too. Spirituality is a state which allows you to experience the bliss of atmic presence in everyone. You should look at people not only from the point it's me and my spirituality is directed to the world. Your view should be so powerful that it could penetrate the world so you could experience this world spiritually. Then you won't ask yourself, when should I practice? Why is it so, not the other way around? Why are there spiritual and unspiritual desires? Everything is an element of spirituality, an aspect of spiritual force manifestation. The mind flips everything to the extent that a normal desire to eat turns into overeating, which is an unspiritual extreme. It depends on the level of consciousness. If the level of your consciousness changes, your perception changes too. There is nothing wrong with having realty and possessions. I have a house too. I need to live somewhere. The problem is that people can't do without these things. It's necessary to be in the world, but at the same time, to be out of this world. You can buy ten beautiful houses. You have the right and the finances. Buy a yacht. It's very trendy now. This is my advice to you. But be free from this yacht or buy a yacht and take children who can't afford it for sea trips. Everything should be based on a high idea. Even when I didn't have much money, now I don't have much either, we still tried to take care of the family, people that would come to us. Then, one of my spiritual friends, offered me a sum of money to build the second floor in our house. What for, I asked. He answered, you'll be able to receive even more guests. More and more people will be coming to your house. Where are you going to accommodate them? I hesitated for a long time. I couldn't agree because at that time I thought it wasn't spiritual to take money from a person. He worked hard to earn that money. It was his resource. Why should I take his resource to build a house for why should I take his resource to build a house for myself? In a while he offered me money again and then after a while offered it to me for the third time. I meditated on the issue and took the money. After some time I paid it back of course. I built the second floor with a huge hall, arranged it like an ashram. Over the years, devotees came there to practice and to sing bhajans. A lot of work was done there, not for me because I don't need it. So if you buy yourself property, you're not buying it for yourself. 
You're free from it. Live, enjoy it, be happy. There's nothing wrong with that. Churches, churches and mosques are very beautiful. Why should your house be less beautiful than them? Let it be. But you should be free from all that. As soon as the Almighty God takes that from you, you should be ready to part with it gladly because you were free from its inception. There is no material without the spiritual. But there are distortions of the mind, as I mentioned, that turn the material into something that makes people degrade. This is the main problem. Do you know that there are no such things as sins? Now I'm going to say something that will break down the main concept. And many people will say there are no sins, we are free to do everything we want. No, it doesn't mean that. Sins as such do not exist. There's a complex of desires which exist on a certain level of consciousness. It is the mind that distorts everything and therefore is sinful. We should have a different attitude to this. What is a sin, actually? It is something that holds you back on the way of your development. I knew a holy man who lived in Odessa. He wasn't a recognized saint, but had very high spiritually high mental ethical qualities. He was a man of many talents, a loyal Sai Baba's devotee. He healed a lot of people, crowds of people came to him. His name was Oleg Semenovich. We were friends and I visited him many times. He offered me to lead a big Satya Sai center in Odessa. But I refused because I knew why he offered me that. He was getting ready to go. He had spent many years here, so he was a heavy smoker. He smoked outrageously. But smoking didn't make him degrade. He created a sort of an anchor that helped him to hold on to this earth. Only people like him could allow themselves to do such things, but it doesn't mean that you can follow his example. Firstly, you should become such a person like him or any other master represented by him, and then you can do whatever you like. There's a story about one Tibetan Lama. In Tibet, a lot of men were killed in military actions. As you know, the situation in Tibet is difficult. Tibetans are oppressed. A lot of men died. There was a lama, a man of God, with his disciples. He was a saint. People noticed that the lama was seeing local women. And then those women gave birth to children. Lama's disciples were shocked. What's going on? The lama has made a vow of celibacy. First they criticized him, but then started doing the same. It was only natural that it stirred troubles. The Lama brought his monks, disciples, together and in front of everyone, ate away about a kilo of nails, just ate them. By the way, the Tibetan nails are very big. After that, he said to his monks, if you can do the same, then follow my example in all the other things. So he stopped his disciples. But he knew why he did it. It was necessary to preserve the Tibetan population. 
Apparently very high souls were born or those who were stuck. Martyrs could also come too. It's a very high and deep discipline. That was the story. Today we, ordinary people, should follow the example of masters and saints. At the same time, we should try to be a good example for others. So our evolution, our universal evolution, depends on the extent to which together, by studying the scriptures, by progressing in spiritual practice, we crystallize that wisdom or that philosopher's stone which, in general, shall manifest itself in each of us. This is the way to change the world. In my present incarnation, I have chosen Kriya, to speed up both my evolution and the evolution of a great number of people. You see what's going on. Lots of people, tens of thousands I suppose, have changed their lives for the better. They continue practicing and change their ways very quickly. So any means that lead to God who is within you is good enough. God isn't somewhere outside. He is inside of us. Self-realization takes place within you. Thank you, Master.